0: Welcome to Building a Better World, a podcast that investigates the intersection of the metaverse and how we can apply these technologies to improve people's real lives and enhance humanity. The metaverse is more than a web of networks. It is an unfathomable life-shaping tool. And we are friends are here to dive headfirst into the way these technologies can improve our life and the world around us. I'm your host, Rish Latlakar. Get ready to discover how we can build a better world in three, two, one.
1: Hey, it's a pleasure to see both of you today, Sebastian and Ricardo. Thanks for joining us on a Building a Better World podcast. So today I have Sebastian Wime who is the head of film and immersive entertainment at Cirque du Soleil Entertainment Group and Ricardo Braceno who is the chief business officer at Gamefam pleasure to have you both on today. Start respectively with both your backgrounds. I know there's a uh, very blockbuster uh, relationship here and partnership that we're going to hear a lot about and very excited to hear about that. But maybe you can start by, you know, maybe Sebastian go first. Tell me about your background, how you got in the industry. How did you, um, you know, end up kind of working in the areas that you're working in now?
2: Absolutely. So i um... I think it's been like for me almost nine years at Cirque du Soleil, Um, so it's quite a ride. I feel like it has been a year, but it's been nine years. It's crazy. Um, I decided to run away with the circus nine years ago, and that might have been the best decision in my career so far. Um, Before joining Cirque, I was at the CBC here in Canada for a couple of years and before I was working for a classical label. So I've always been working in the entertainment market space and different kind of, uh, you know, playgrounds, I guess. Um, But yes, nine years at Cirque and uh, since I joined, we've been doing extremely well. um, And uh, there are so many great things coming up for us that I can't wait to tell you about. So yeah, this is a bit uh, about me. That's awesome. And Ricardo,
1: can you tell us more about how you ended up at GameFam? You also have a very illustrious career.
3: Well, thank you. No, that's a fun story too. I've been at GameFam for about two years. Um, it's been uh, it's been definitely a wild ride. Um, but you know, my background is in uh, you know brand management, brand building, franchise building. Before GameFam, I was at Mattel uh, for almost twelve years, where I uh, I was running brand marketing for Hot Wheels for a good number of years. I um, I also led uh, franchise management for Mattel for, for a couple of years. Uh, so growing across brands and figuring out how to extend brands and how to create uh, how to create meaningful IP. So um, the journey to game from was, was kind of a natural evolution. Um, our founder and I actually met while we were at Mattel. A lot of the things that we were doing on Hot Wheels was um, you know extending the brand beyond the, you know, the the, the toy cars um, and a big focus area was gaming. So we did a lot of things in gaming together that kind of led to, well, there's this Roblox thing that we should be looking at. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, then the evolution into, into game time. And I think that what's interesting is because uh, you know, we know so much about brand building, IP extension and figuring out how to, how how brands can show up meaningfully in multiple places, um, and also the extensive knowledge of gaming. It's been a a perfect combination, and that's one of the reasons why we've worked with so many incredibly valuable, incredibly interesting IP like Cirque du Soleil to figure out what's the right way to meet the brand objectives, figure out what's the right way to delight uh, fans wherever they are. And that's uh, part of the reason why we're here together and we're excited about the Cirque du Soleil uh, tycoon that we have uh, on roblox
1: yeah can you tell us more about that and and uh, how that came together i'm a, I'm a big fan of both of um you know your work and and what you both have accomplished and you know uh, again i'd love to hear more about how those synergies came together uh not only in in kind of the perspectives that you both have but also you know, as it relates to um, the audience that you're both um, kind of, uh, you know, building this for?
3: Yes, I, I'll let Seb go first because he was the the inception of the story and uh, and then I'll, I'll take it from there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it's it's quite straightforward story uh, as it relates to where this idea came from. Um, you know, Sir du Soleil were about to turn 40 Forty years uh, in 2024. So Congrats. you know, as we're kind of a building the path towards that 40th anniversary year, there is a you know a clear objective for our company to diversify our footprint mm-hmm. um, in so many different ways, right? And and the immersive market space is definitely a key area of growth for us. And you know, I have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old at home, and uh, these kids they play uh, they play Roblox all the time, yeah. and other as well and i was really intrigued by that world uh and those worlds that exist on roblox and uh you know circ in, in the last 39 years we never released um you know a, a video game or an immersive experience in that genre right so given the scope and the awareness and the reach that roblox has it was kind of a given for us to explore such a uh, a partnership and such a production for search so you know, The minute that we thought about it, we started exploring the landscape and the playground and the, the key players, you know, and it didn't take more than a minute to realize that uh, Ricardo and the team at GameFam were very well positioned to help us, you know, make our way to the Roblox universe. And since then, it has been a beautiful journey, uh, thanks to the team at, at GameFam and to the CERC team as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, listen, we're launching... Um, in just a few days from now a, a Cirque du Soleil tycoon. Um, this is uh, strongly inspired by our brand new uh, big-top show, Echo, mm-hmm. that premiered in Montreal just a few months ago, um, and uh, but it's also a, very much also anchored into the Cirque du Soleil core DNA, meaning I think there's a great balance between the Cirque du Soleil, you know, universe, right, and, and core creative DNA, and also the Echo Show, right? So there's mm-hmm. a great mix in that game where you can actually find Cirque du Soleil, you know, um, and but also really much recognize all of the beautiful characters and the story world that exist in our brand new show Echo. So we really wanted to have that balance. So our fans that didn't get to see Echo yet because it's just mm-hmm. you know, starting its, it's, it's um, touring schedule while well, they they still you know find what they would need would want to find in a Cirque du Soleil game. So I think that from that point of view, we really well succeeded in kind of a balancing the equation. And then for us, it's also like um, really important to be able to offer things as we develop new formats and new productions in the immersive space to kind of uh, offer access that perhaps we couldn't in the real world, right? As in, in real life. Mm-hmm. So. Giving access to the behind the scenes, giving access to the production areas, giving access to the um, artist tent and everything that happens behind the front of house and beyond. Mm-hmm. Really key for us because every time we produce a new format or a new experience outside of our core business, which is obviously to create live performances on stage, mm-hmm. we always try to not only embrace, you know, our core DNA and everything we, we do on stage that we want to bring in these new worlds. But we also want to create a new experience that, again, we couldn't offer uh, otherwise. So I think that, Ricardo, you can chime in here. But I think that from that perspective as well, uh, the super Soleil Tycoon game will offer something that our fans never really um, experienced before, which is obviously uh, a key objective for us.
3: Yeah. And and you know what well, was interesting when we met with Seb, um, start thinking about what is, uh, what's the real potential here. And uh, it's a really interesting project. Um, I think taking a couple of steps back, there's, uh, Roblox is massive.
1: Yeah, big.
3: Every brand seems yeah. to want to be on Roblox. And yeah. what we have found is that just because you have a brand and maybe a very big brand in the, in the real world, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that your brand will be successful um, on Roblox or in any Metaverse gaming platform. You know, there's been a myriad of, of games that have come out. Um, a lot of them, you know, they're, they might be good or bad, or, but, but they don't have an impact. Um, so to us, what's really important is to understand not just the value of the IP, uh, like in the classic sense of the world, but how we can bring that IP to life in uh, Roblox in a way that is meaningful to players and that can, you know, create sense of community and add value to the conversation? We looked at Cirque. Uh, there are a few things that were incredibly interesting beyond, you know, the 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 amazing brand that they have built with some of the most, most craziest and most fun shows that you could ever imagine. Um, yeah. There's uh, there a a couple of things that are particularly important. One was um, the idea of almost unconstrained creativity. You know, the the creativity in everything that Cirque du Soleil does is uh, is amazing, and Roblox is very much a platform about creativity um, and creative power. Um, the second is. Uh, community you know community and the the community of people that go to experience these shows um, in real life and uh and, and that they are completely astounded by the by the quality and by the incredible performances that that they see that presented an amazing opportunity for us to you know create something that hadn't been done before. To extend that incredible creativity and extend that sense of community to to and build those communities on Roblox, build those communities in Metaverse gaming, um, and then we created and we found a way to give fans, like Seb was say, saying, a different look at um, at Cirque du Soleil. You know, mm-hmm. uh, giving fans the opportunity to experience the circus and experience the shows beyond you know the cities where the performances happen so in a way it's democratizing the circ experience but it's a different experience it's a different angle to the experience it's one that is very much complementary mm-hmm. um, and finally the other area that was incredibly interesting and that we're starting to play with and we're very excited about mm-hmm. is build the connections between what happens In real life and what happens in the game um and you know create that circle of connection and it's excitement between the communities that go to the game and the communities that go to the show
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that that is um that is a really uh well kind of constructed um uh partnership because i think you're right the, the brand itself, the creativity that Cirque du Soleil brings um, to their productions and the capabilities um, that you have on the Roblox platform and with your experience at GameFam and kind of bringing all of those elements together to create something that that audience, that community that they've built can really experience, as you said, behind the scenes, um, you know, things that they might not experience in a traditional live show. And I'm just curious, as you guys have built that. And I know you're in beta right now, soon to launch. Um, what have you learned, um, from what you've put together so far as you bring together physical and virtual experiences?
3: Well, it's really interesting because we, frankly, the the learning has just begun to happen. Um, Mm -hmm. we know that, uh, we get players excited to come and play the game and everyone wants to build their own circus. So there's a there's an mm-hmm. engaged audience out there. And uh, mm-hmm. and it's also somewhat surprising to find Cirque du Soleil on Roblox. So that's all really good and interesting. We've seen um, that there is incredible passion for the, what is Ro- in Roblox called UGC or, uh, or virtual items. Um, because, you know, when you go to a Cirque show in real life, you see these incredible costumes and, you know, Characters that are from a world of fantasy coming to life in person, and uh, and all those um, the the performers almost expressing their own creativity and their own you know their own selves. So this is a way. Virtual items, which we have a number in the game, are an incredible way to for players on Roblox to showcase their authenticity to encourage self-expression and creativity. So we've seen an incredible, an incredible uh, passion and interest in all of those virtual merch. We have like crazy, you know, headgear and crazy costumes that, you know, it's fun because it's not something that you would wear in the real world, unless you're performing at a Circus Relay show, but it is something that is that you would very much wear and on uh, the Roblox kind of community and social ecosystem and allowed you to to express your own creativity and kind of what you stand for. So that's been something incredibly fulfilling. And we have amazing plans to extend that further and even involve the community in creating some of those costumes. So we can talk a little bit more about that in a second. If I may add
2: to what Ricardo just said, there's uh, one thing that uh, kind of... um keeps coming back in my mind when I heard Ricardo talk about, you know, the pre-show and the post-show customer journey, right? Like one thing that we definitely want to achieve with, with, with that immersive experience and the game itself is that we want to bridge the gap in between our live show touch points, right? So we visit markets, a a given market, you know, with our touring shows, whether it's a arena show or big top show every let's say year or a year and a half or two years, depending on the market. So for us, it's kind of a crucial to, bridge the gap in between these live performances touch points, right? And and one beautiful tool that we have is that Roblox game where we know that we can engage with our fans and really, like, kind of uh, unlock their ownership of the brand, right? Unlock their ownership of the, of the show itself even before they get to see it in person. So, you know, buying, you know, virtual items... Uh, you know, dressing up their avatar in a true Cirque du Soleil fashion. Like these are all kind of the tools that we have in the Roblox world that we don't necessarily have, at least in the same manner, in the real life world, right? So, so that's definitely very interesting. And, and one last thing, again, based on what Ricardo just said, I think it's also a challenge and, and really essential for us when we kind of uh, bring our show IP into those new worlds, right? Mm-hmm you know, we carefully select the the key elements that we want to kind of uh, translate in those new worlds, right? Not Mm -hmm. everything that we're producing on stage um, is meant to live elsewhere, right? Mm -hmm. That could be like in terms of costumes or makeup or acrobatics, certain things are more uh, uh, kind of um, meant to be Mm -hmm. transposed or spin-off in new worlds. And so we really pay attention to those elements and carefully select what exactly do we think will have the most value when we bring such key elements of our creativity and, and shows in those new worlds. Because I don't think that you can just like take whatever IP and, and bring it in the Roblox world, like Ricardo said. We need to identify those distinctive attributes that will really embrace who we are as a brand, what this show is about, but ultimately create value for the show IP itself, for the brand, but ultimately for fans to discover Cirque from a new angle. And that's how we kind of a look at the future for, for Cirque. You know, we know that we're extremely great, you know, at producing live shows and we embrace it to the fullest and that's our core business. But what else can we do to create even more value uh, for our fans to uh, experience Cirque in a different way?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's... Um... You know what's cool is this technology as it evolves, as as you know, different hardware kind of makes um, accessing uh, immersive entertainment uh, more possible uh, for the masses. I think that um, we're going to see some of those challenges even further evolve. Um, and even the ability for you know all of us to experience these things, even potentially live with with devices on um, and or virtual, remotely experiencing those things um, uh, and and being able to kind of have that, you know game environment um, bring, you know, have have kind of live activations uh, into the game potentially. so I, I I'm really curious as to how that would. Um, involved, um, you know, uh, as evolve as as the technology advances, even on the hardware side. What are other kinds of ways that you're kind of utilizing this on a on a business approach? I know that we've talked a lot about, you know, different elements, um, gaming mechanics, um, different immersive elements, behind the scenes kind of things. Um, as a customer um, of Cirque du Soleil. Um, as a as a you know, maybe a prospective customer, maybe I've never been to a Cirque de Soleil show. I, I mean I I have personally, I love it. Um, but you know, if if you are trying to get a kind of a newer audience, what are some of the things on the business side that you see coming into play here? How can a a brand as as you know wonderful and creative as as Cirque de Soleil kind of use this technology to um you know, get get a maybe a newer crowd who, who's not experienced it, and what what are the business kind of uh, kind of uh, mechanisms that you're using?
2: Well, as Ricardo uh, mentioned, like for us, it's not just about launching a game, you know, on Roblox, um, and then you know, keep doing our live shows. You know, it's really about bridging that gap in between our shows and the game itself, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know what we're trying to achieve here to create that bridge is to kind of uh, you know uh, activate within the game in, in different you know uh, ways that we're currently exploring for our players to you know not only get to know the show better but actually want to see the show in real life. So what type mm-hmm. of rewards can we give to the players so we incentivize them to go and see the show and vice versa? Mm-hmm. By the way, what do we do in our, under our big top? In our front of house for our ticket buyers to experience the game and then want to play the game you know afterwards and even more how do we unlock you know again ownership uh uh for the players to actually create new virtual items on behalf of Cirque du Soleil right within mm-hmm. the game so as as Ricardo mentioned Roblox is out all about you know creativity yeah and, and making sure that you know uh everyone can create something on roblox that's the kind of a mantra i guess behind um uh, you know the birth of roblox well for us it's actually also pretty much the same meaning like we want to make sure that whatever we do not only again pleases our 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 current ticket buyers and players but we definitely want to turn those players into Uh, you know Cirque du Soleil fans so how do we kind of uh, create those activations and how do we uh, equip them with 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 uh, game mechanics or even like you know um, new ways uh, for for those players to create on their behalf and on behalf of Cirque du Soleil new Cirque du Soleil items and and really become part of the Cirque du Soleil community as it as it relates to uh, being a creator so it's really like kind of a you know uh, uh, there's multiple ways for us to kind of uh, uh bridge that gap um and i think that the the current paths we're currently exploring will really allow us to to get activated on that front for sure
1: got it sounds sounds uh very very powerful when you can get creators involved and you can get the activations going both ways with the someone in the audience being able to benefit, uh, in the game or someone in the game being able to receive a reward or in a, a way of kind of coming and, and experiencing the show live. Uh, that, that is something that I'm very excited about. Um, what are, what are some of the things that you think is going to change, uh, in terms of, uh, the future of whether it's, whether it's gaming in terms of the perspective of game fam, as you're looking at um, this type of activation or this type of game, or whether it's um, in the, in the, the live show itself, or as, you know, you're bringing these things into a more immersive type approach. Do you think that the nature of the live show will change in, in ways um, or, it will will some people just purely, uh, you know, uh, experience this as a as a completely virtual kind of experience? Will you go, you know, with some experiences that maybe created by the fans and now become their their own shows? You know, what what are some of the things that you think is going to, you know, how do you think this is going to impact currently how you how you produce and and how you create uh, a show for your audience?
2: Hmm. Great question. Uh, I think that for now, this is meant to be a companion to our live shows. Right? Yeah. As I said, we want those players and fans to discover Cirque in a brand new, from brand new, brand new perspective. Now, to your point, I, I think it would be quite a challenge for us to put together a new live show based on our fans' creativity. I mean, everything is possible, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We could do but I think maybe our first step to get there <laughs> might be to uh you know allow our, our 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 fans and players on Roblox to actually, as I said, create, you know, uh create, you know, maybe acrobatic acts, maybe Cirque du Soleil costumes. You know, what if like we would ask players to create a unique Cirque du Soleil costume uh that would, you know, um that would come from their imagination? So there's many, many things again that we could do and that we intend to do on Roblox that we couldn't necessarily do in the real world, right? So, so for us, I mean, this isn't a pilot. This isn't the test we're launching game on Roblox. It's much more serious than us testing things out, right? But definitely, uh, definitely, it, it is a pilot somehow because we could testing. We will be able to test things that we can then, you know, um, uh, you know, create or create a new version of those palettes in the real world. And that's also the importance of, like, again, creating that bridge between, you know, the digital world and the physical world. Uh, otherwise, I don't think, you know, such tests and palettes would actually worth something if we're not able to kind of foresee that bridge in between those two worlds.
3: I think there's also an opportunity, to step's point, to, um benefit from the massive communities that we'll have on Rose and that we have in our game and um, and the real-time nature of uh, Roblox so there's a there's a lot that we could do as far as testing and understanding and getting from the audience what they want what they don't want that can potentially inform some decisions to steps points mm-hmm. or on costumes or on topics and themes so I think that there could be a lot of uh yeah one of the things that excites me in general is that uh you know using using these very engaged communities of fans to to understand what resonates with them and what can come to the real world from the metaverse
1: yeah uh yeah, it's, it's exciting um, what what's happening in the space with technology. And I know both of you keep in touch with um, all of the advancements. One of the things that we're seeing a lot uh, as it relates to this industry in terms of the metaverse and immersive entertainment is the rise of generative AI. Uh, just as a, a, a kind of a curiosity question on your side, um, have you thought about how that could be part of this experience or future experiences or how maybe AI or generative AI as it relates to content creation um, could play an impact on some of the things that you guys are working on?
3: I mean, it's it's incredibly early days, of course, but uh, but there's massive potential in using AI, for, for you know for many multiple for multiple as- aspects of game development and everything that we do you know we've, mm-hmm. we've tested here and there things with like starting to generate some concept art to try to inform brainstorming sessions and things like that but I think that there's uh, we're just barely scratching the surface that it changes every day and you know we're we're very much looking forward to uh, incorporating AI in a more meaningful way in, uh, throughout our development processes. Mm -hmm.
1: and if you if you used anything in the ai space yet um at cirque du soleil or is that something that might be on the roadmap just curious as you know every every business every kind of company is evaluating kind of how that affects their business or how it can impact you
2: yes well i wouldn't want to talk on behalf of uh my creative colleagues uh you know in in show operations and show creation but as, as as it relates to uh all the projects we have in the immersive uh, market space and world we definitely are exploring uh, ai uh, you know for real um i i you know there's there's two projects i have in mind that 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 we know we're kind of a you know really really exploring ai uh, unfortunately i cannot mention those two projects but definitely we pay attention to the evolution of ai i think it's still early in the game uh, but definitely uh, lots of ways for us to use AI to create that connection and that, I, I would say, genuine connection in between our guests and the entertainment experience we provide them. You know, I think gone are the days where, you know, you you, you, you can afford having an experience where you don't create true connection between whatever you're projecting's, you know, you're projecting, if it's a you know, LBE experience or I mean, you, ju- you just need to create that connection. And I think our guests are really uh, expecting Cirque to deliver uh, the most genuine connection in between, you know, the experience that we offer them and their actually their actual, um, you know, uh, well, experience, I would say. So uh, definitely looking into this. Um, yeah.
1: Great, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's going to be very interesting as 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 it evolves and it's evolving so quickly. Um, so very curious as to how this could be a very impactful part of content creation and and uh, user generated content creation as it relates to, you know, one of your live shows or the sh- or the content in Roblox. I'm sure Roblox as a platform is is um also looking at ways to start integrating this into the game. So. Um, I, I'm very excited about that. Um, as it relates to brands, and you know, I think you both have a um, very strong um, backgrounds uh, in in brand relationships and bringing in partners into relationships. And you both have formed a, a great relationship in creating this game. You know, and as you think of um, uh, creators and and the audience and the fans coming in here and creating um, content and experiences. Um, are there ways for other partners or brands to, um, look at this opportunity or, or, you know, whether it's the live show or, um, the game, um, to kind of connect this with the other areas of your business or other partnerships that you have?
3: So I think there's, uh, there's an immensely fruitful areas mm-hmm. uh, for, for brand partnerships. There's, uh, mm-hmm. to the point that I was trying to make very early on in the conversation, um, there are giant engaged audiences on Roblox. Um, there's a lot of Gen Z, Gen Alpha that, you know, that, that live on Roblox and metaverse gaming be platforms in general on their day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, It is incredibly important for brands i believe to have a presence there because increasingly this will be the places where you can uniquely reach some of these audiences now that doesn't mean that every brand needs to have their own game or their own experience there are brands that are aligned very well with standalone persistent experience there are some that don't necessarily do that and uh it is uh we keep seeing Immense opportunities and very fruitful ground in brands integrating into existing experiences that already have big communities of engaged fans. Um, give us an example uh, GameFam executed the first um, Super Bowl concert on Roblox back in February. Um, it was a great concert, the number one rated concert on Roblox so far with Suiti. We did that in partnership with the NFL and Warner Music. Uh, But what was interesting is that Intuit, TurboTax, MailChimp, um, QuickBooks, came on as a presenting sponsor. So we created an an amazing experience that fans were gonna come and enjoy. But then we also were able to create meaningful points of visibility, but more importantly, uh, points of engagement within the concert and within our NFL experience, Super NFL Tycoon, uh, to showcase the value in a way that adds, uh, or the value of the Intuit brands in a way that adds value to the gameplay experience. So you could, uh, for example, unlock uh, higher players using QuickBooks, or you could check how much money you had in your Tycoon using your QuickBooks account, or you can receive some bonuses that were brought to you by turbotax so it's a very interesting way for to deliver meaningful engagement with a brand with an already built in community and mm-hmm. you know essentially what that does from a, from a marketing point of view it has the same value of experiential marketing that you know ever marketing loves and knows the impact of but with the scale of digital you know the classic challenge with experiential it has it's limited to you know where, where the experience is happening in the case of roblox you have the massive scale of digital so you can deliver some somewhat similar experiences but a much larger scale we believe uh very strongly and that, that we're creating an engaged audience in the Cirque du Soleil tycoon world that is ripe for uh brands and we're working uh with a uh, on, on some ideas for brands to integrate and come and engage with these, you know, massive communities, much like they already do in the, in the Cirque du Soleil shows in real life. So bridging that gap and, uh, you know, offering third brands or third-party brands the opportunity, again, to engage with our, with our fan base.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of overlap between the fan base, the users of Roblox, the brands that want to interact with that immersive experience, and then the game itself. So you can kind of bring in the whole ecosystem into this. So I think that's uh, very interesting. Um, I'm going to kind of wrap up. Wanted to ask you a couple of kind of final questions. Um, just in terms of you know your your personal kind of growth and and um, you know your you know all all of us are kind of very busy with a lot of things every day. What is the thing that you both do and, and love to hear from both of you? How do you keep balance? What are some of the things that you do? Uh, in your life, um, as you are, you know, again, constantly kind of evolving and growing and, and building and, and, and you know, the, the industry moves so fast. What are some of the things that you do to kind of keep that composure and uh, things in your life? Um, would love to hear some of that on on a personal level with both of you.
2: Uh, great question. You know what, like I, I really try to follow the 80-20 type of rule where mm-hmm. I want to make sure that every week I have that 20% of my time that I can spend reading and learning and talking to my colleagues or partners, just kind of a take that step back. You know, we, and I'm sure it's the same for Ricardo and everyone in the in that business, like we're we're slammed with projects. You know the pipelines are busy, and and the formats are so much diversified. And so, you know, the larger your slate is, the busiest you are somehow, which is totally fine, and that's the name of the game, and that's you know everything we all want. But at some point, I feel like if you lose that perspective, you kind of uh, lose the, you know, the global objective, which is to innovate, which is to create, which is to play with new media you know, kind of uh, try to have that crystal ball where you can kind of, uh, you know, hope to foresee what's coming up next. And so you're ahead of the game, ahead of the curve. That's that's the mission that I gave myself. Now, am I respecting that 80-20 rule every week? Absolutely not. (laughs) But I like to have it written somewhere on a post-it right next to my laptop. So I remind myself that this rule exists for a reason. And it's a very valuable reason. Because uh, the minute you stop learning and and being you know and explore and, and ask questions, I think that same minute you kind of uh, lose your uh, you know your your anchors and 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 somehow your purpose, which is to innovate all the time and create new things that um, the Cirque du Soleil fans haven't seen uh, yet, but also just for our personal career, right? Keep evolving over time as the industry is shifting. Massively and very quickly. So, um, yeah, that's the that's a rule I try to follow every day. That's a good well, one. Yeah, no. yeah. Go ahead.
3: No, one of the reasons why why we Tim and I get along so well is so that we think uh, very similarly. So, so I'll give you a variation on uh, on his answer. I think that I'll start first by taking a lot of deep breaths, um, okay. and you know, kind of recentering. But no, the two and three are really important. And it's, uh, you know, caring for what you do and enjoying what you do every day. That yeah. is incredibly important. Um, you know, I've had uh, the, the great advantage of, you know, having had many, many years working in the business of fun, you know, be it toys or entertainment or gaming. And, and you know, it's uh, to me, I, I like doing what I do and it's important to like doing what you do so you can feel passionate for it so you can learn about things so you can innovate and you can find ways to make an impact to me making an impact is incredibly important leaving things uh, better off than what they were before creating something new that didn't exist um, and seeing you know the feedback from our fans our players our consumers that react positively to what you do is incredibly fulfilling but finally Trying to the extent possible to surround yourself with good people. Um, ultimately, we spend so many hours working with uh, with other people. You know, everything that we do is community and it's social. And uh, and being surrounded with the right people is incredibly important. People that you want to hang out with, people that you aspire to be with, people that you can learn from, people that kind of supercharge you and help you go to the next level. Um, that's incredibly important too.
1: Yeah, I love that. No, very much believe in that as well. Um, I'll leave a, a final question. This is more of a fun question for you guys. Um, so SuperWorld, which is a virtual world covering earth, right? So that's kind of the Building a Better podcast is um, you know, promoted by SuperWorld. and And we cover the surface of the earth where you can buy virtual real estate connecting virtual and physical anywhere on earth where on earth if you could buy virtual real estate where where is a special location on earth that you love and what would you want to build there if you could build anything
3: i want to build a beach house in uh you know in a wonderful beach place only you know i'm from venezuela i am nice. a tropical person i am a yeah. beach person and uh, the beach is the only place or one of the few places in the world where i can just go and do nothing because that's what you do on the beach you nice do nothing and it's okay to do nothing you know
2: <laughs> nice well we also share that in common ricardo mine would be though an hour south of Bordeaux in a place called cap ferry um mm. it's just a beautiful beautiful place and my wife is from France, and uh, we go there pretty much every summer and uh it's just paradise on the earth so um it's called cap ferry i shouldn't say okay. it out loud in this discussion because then <laughs> You know, more more people would be aware that this place exists, and then virtual uh, landscape will be more expensive. But uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but uh, the point. here I am sharing the secret.
1: <laughs> awesome! No, that's awesome. We'll have to all have uh, some cocktails on the beach sometime soon. It's it's been a real pleasure. I'm so excited by what you're doing. You guys are making history, and it's a real honor to to meet both of you and to learn more about this amazing game. And we're very excited for it to launch. Where can people find you on social? Where, where can we learn more about, um, what you're creating? And, you know, again, um, if there's any final places or words that you want to say, love to hear them.
3: Well, you can go to the GameFam website, uh, yep. GameFam.com. That's an easy place. LinkedIn is also a, a good place. And uh, and GameFam has a very active um, Twitter too, where we talk about some of our new releases and the, the new things that are going on.
0: Awesome.
2: Uh, same for search. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, <sharp> at Cirque du Soleil, LinkedIn. Uh, we're going to share the news massively in the coming days when we go global with our games. So, Awesome. You won't be able to to miss it, really. Uh, but TikTok is and Instagram is a beautiful platform for us to share such news, such news, and also, you know, learn more uh, about our artists and what they do in their everyday life. So check this out.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the Building a Better World podcast, and thanks for doing all that you do to build a better world. And uh, pleasure, and looking forward to having you on again and and hearing more of of this continuing story. Thanks again.
3: Thank you.
2: Bye Thank you so much. Bye. I know.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Building a Better World. For more, search Building a Better World in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts or anywhere else podcasts are found. On behalf of the team here at Superworld, thanks for listening.